21 minutes past the hour, and you are tuned in with the Brothers Podcast. Give a round of applause for yourselves. To so the world full of haters, who's going to do it for you? I'm your host, Dante Chase Bridges, a.k.a. Dante Chase Bridges, along with my co-host, Stacey Knight. Steven, we are all offbeat city Pete Watson, and together that will make us the Brothers Podcast. Yes. A little offbeat, but we're going to keep it going. People, you know what it is. We had a tragedy that happened with the basketball world and the world period, because everybody loves this dude. His name is Kobe Bryant and a tragic death on Sunday. R.I.P. But before we get into all that, we're going to have to get a little something we call Town Hall Business. Business. What you got for As always, shout out to our brothers of the Brothers Hub. Shout out to our official DJ, JMC. Shout out to a boy, young bull, Ryan Watkins, for his podcast, my mama's table. And if you haven't noticed, we have a guest here. Another member of our brother's sub. Go ahead, state yourself. What's up? What's up? What's up? It's your friendly neighborhood, Reggie. You know, podcast called I Could Be Wrong, But I Doubt It. Y'all know the boy. Like you got a can of beer in your hand right now. I don't know why. He's not. He's Red Bull, ladies and gentlemen. He's oh, not. Man, you want to tell him that they can't make it out from this far. <laughs> we ain't got that bag yet. And shout out to, of course, <laughs> our fans, our fans, our viewers who are tuning in each and every week, who shared it, who liked it, who subscribed to our hub. We love y'all. We love appreciate y'all. y'all. Love y'all. Please keep in touch. We got some more content coming your way. Absolutely. We are getting y'all with this fire. I got a couple of shout outs myself, man, from some small black businesses, man. Shout out to Magic Food Ministry, LLC. Magic spelled M-A-J-I-Q-U-E. Magic Food Industry. If you want to look up the actual person, the person's name is Kiana Stallworth. Kiana Stallworth. Shout out to you, baby boo. Shout out to Terry B.E. Mitchell. You can find her at Your Yoga LLC. Check out her in North Carolina, Y'all Yoga LLC, Terry B. Mitchell. And like always, man, shout out to the station that put us on, WIAM Radio in Nashville, Tennessee. I did say Nashville, Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Shout out to iHeart Radio where you can catch the Brothers Podcast. Shout out to I, him, him over here, and everybody that make the Brothers Podcast work watching. We ain't nothing but a Google away. But the biggest shout-out I got to give, shout out to the Brothers Foundation, where we are on a mission to put these African-American men, African-American young men, in a greater position by helping them through their transition through high school, going into college, internships, and being able to get a actual career, not a job, when they get out and give back to their black community. But for us to do any of that, we need you to donate, 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 donate. First of all, you can do the first donate, which is on the right-hand side. And second of all, if you got a cash out, and this is what I need you to I need you to go to Brothers Foundation. Put a little currency sign at the beginning of that. Brothers Foundation on cash app. Donate, donate, donate. It's spelled the way it's signed. I ain't got nothing else, man. City people, what you got for me? What we got right now, I would say... It's time for what's really good out here in the streets. What's going on here? So, before we start, it's since we're keeping it basketball related, we had a little bit of a tiff between the three of us today. Ain't no tiff. It is a tiff. A, tiff. a little bit of a, a ripple effect that hit <laughs> this the three of us earlier. So, if you haven't heard 
the All-Star Reserves were announced today. <laughs> and apparently, we got some issues that we need to address. So, y'all saw the rosters. Mm. We know who's in it. Yes. We know who's not in it. We know who out of it. What are y'all thoughts right now? Because... You look like you cringing with something to say right now. You, you look surprised. I'm Why? <laughs> I got one thing to say, man. I'm glad Zach Levine didn't make it. See, y'all these. And I'm going to tell you why. This ain't even on no hate stuff, man. But do not reward this dude that scored all his points in the second and third quarter, but can't come in crunch time, get a whole lot of cherry pick points, and really ain't even on a winning team. If they make the playoffs, they still going to be below 500. Don't reward none of that, man. So step your game up as a team, and you gonna put Zach Levine on an All Star. You're about. I know y'all ain't got no side on that. Exactly that. <laughs> exactly that. that real. We get, well, at, at some point, you gotta stop rewarding mediocrity, bro. Yes. <laughs> they explain Trey Young man. Trey Young last last but Trey Young is. I would say Trey Young is better than Zach Levine. He's still on. Wow. It's, wait a minute, is the Atlantic Hawks are they five under five hundred? Beyond under 500. They don't like They are a worse record to the Bulls. They like one third. They uh, barely, they even, they barely got 11 wins right now. Oh okay, let me, let me just, they, let me just. They did that then. No, 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 no. Same principles, man. Look, we got to think positions here. You gotta think, positions of what? We got to think within the rules of the game. Go ahead, pull. Positions of inferiority. <laughs> position. Trey Young is a point guard, is he not? Trey Young is a point guard, yeah. Okay. Remove Kimmel Walker. Right. Name me a better point guard in the East. Kyrie Irving. Kyrie. He's not playing. He missed too many games. Yeah, he did. <laughs> so are you gonna argue Ben Simmons? Because he made the Ross. Keep going. This is the most hybrid mother. <laughs> ben Simmons. Right. I'm gonna give it to him, but at the same time, this ain't even a point guard thing. This is an East yeah. Conference thing. Exactly. Right. This East That's Conference what I'm thing saying. is terrible. That's well, see, the thing is, the thing is that they're not going by point guard position or shooting guard that's position anymore. That's how they did it, It's backcourt and frontcourt. This is how that's, they break it. That's what I'm saying. Okay. <laughs> so you're sitting here telling me that Trey Young is a better candidate than Kevin Walker right now? I think he has for more a point potential. Guard? For, for a point guard? More potential right now? in the long run. Yeah, I don't think right now. Though. Yeah, I don't. I don't think right now. I don't. Yeah, because right whether now. you want to admit it or not, Trey Young is still on the way up. Right, he might be still on the way up. But does he deserve this? In a bit. But does he deserve this right now? What you said? That? Yes, because Kemba Walker got his last year. Kemba Walker got his last. Kyle Lowry got his last year too. He's back on that now. Kyle Lowry is a champion. You gotta put some respect on this man's name now. You gotta put, you gotta put on. <laughs> the man was almost on the way to the Knicks the year before. He won the Toronto. He was <laughs> almost a New York Knicks yeah, right. champion. But hold on. Put some respect before, on his name now. Now, if y'all don't know the story, real quick. Kyle Lowry, before that Kawhi Leonard trade happened, Kyle Lowry was on his way to the New York Knicks. The Knicks said, nah, no, we don't want him. So that's what they went to the Kawhi Leonard trade. Don't matter. Kawhi Leonard didn't want to be there either. Kawhi was, but matter. he got a ring, though. But don't what matter. happened? Don't tell me what was going to happen. And, yeah. and, what happened. and before that championship, Drake never touched the Toronto Raptors jersey. Make your point. <laughs> I was I was astounded that Drake Curse was able to uh, be subdued 
in order for them niggas Toronto to win. I was I was I was appreciative of that. Because he became a fan okay. when it got to the finals. <laughs> <laughs> he was there on the sideline every game. We you don't see him on the sideline. All, right. all, all right, wait. The West, real quick. Wait, we got the West. Damian Lillard, Donovan Mitchell, yep. Nikola, Nikola Jocic, Rudy Gobert, Brandon Ingram, right. Russell Westbrook, right. Chris Paul. I'm laughing at this Brandon Ingram one because well, I was LeBron, just about to say that again. LeBron and AD got to eat it. Brandon Ingram is another one of them dudes where you under 500, you play, you balling under 500, but you you a ball hog. You don't really help your team. You're just showing off the fact that you can score. And yet, Zach Levine. And I got a problem with that. And yet, Zach Levine didn't make the roast. Like, but Brandon Ingram makes it? All right, I'm going to need both of y'all to roll y'all pants down. It's not that deep. Yes, it is. Because <laughs> you know why? You know why? You know why Brandon Ingram made the All Star team? It's because New Orleans was supposed to be the Zion Williams show, and the Zion Williams show got postponed. And Brandon Ingram took that window. No more, no less. So that does not not okay. That he should have been the one that's going to the All-Star game. Like I said, man, ball hogs that got under Who's gonna put below five hundred. You could have put anybody. Man, I would have put the white boy from Lakers in his place before I put Brandon. Because this the thing. Chris Caruso? I would have put Caruso in his place. And I'm gonna tell you why. I, I just can't look at you with any credibility if you balling out of control. But your team is below 500, and you getting your points in the second and third quarter. Hold on, hold on. Where the fuck is Paul George? I don't know. Paul George didn't even make the All Star game. You or someone? Low management, bro. Moving fuck on. Fuck that shit. Where low the fuck is Paul low George? Low management, bro. Low management. Then what about Kawhi Leonard? <laughs> Low management. Kawhi Leonard got started. He was instantly started. Kawhi Leonard, low bench draw half the season. Low management. Low management. We gonna find out if they win the championship. I would have took Steven Adams, maybe. Or Clint Capella. I'm not going that far. Wait, 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 wait. 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 So the West gonna have five centers? You tripping? (laughs) In an all-star game? Wait a minute, hold on. This is the most guard-heavy Western Conference I've seen. What are you talking about? Rudy Goldberg and Jokic. That's it. That's the only centers you got. That's a lot of goddamn guards. I don't even see. That's all these are guards. These are guard heavy ass all star game. Look at this. This is all guard heavy. And LeBron is point four, so at the same time. So wait a minute. Guard heavy. Man, that's the same team from last season. Almost. <laughs> hey, 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 hold on, hold on, man. We got caught in barbershop talk, people. We're sorry. We didn't mean to neglect y'all. Mine's like four or five all stars. <laughs> They're hurting right now. They're on that shelf. My brother, you got any more? What's good? Sorry. We, we already spoke <laughs> on this one, but that was a segue into our topic, though, because this is a real topic. So, people, we got a quick segue, but you know how I like to do I like to give you 15 seconds to calibrate your bodies because we're getting with the topic of the tragic loss of Kobe Bryant. Brothers. What do you mean that, that it's like four, like, okay, it's all these big men. Let's five guards. You named two more. What? What do you mean? Steven Adams and... So none of them could have made it? None of them. None. Steven Adams, no. What about the dude on Utah? Did he make it? Donovan Mitchell, Donovan yeah. Mitchell. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He made it. Of Mitchell he and Goldberg made it. Mitchell was going regardless. Guards yeah. go. Gobert, Gobert I'm surprised. Well, if Mike Rudy, Conley would have never got snubbed last year and he cried, remember? It was hilarious. Yeah, I ain't even checking on the. Hey, you know what? You know what? Hold on, hold on. What about Booker? No, Devin Booker didn't make it. 
No, no, no. Now, if though, if Devin Booker would have made it, there should have been no excuse Zach Levine shouldn't have made it. I'm sorry, there would have been no excuse. Are we talking about hey, the Phoenix five, Sun and the All-Star four, game? Three. I can't wait to hear Draymond Green when he's going to cry about Rudy Gilbert. <laughs> he was like, oh, he's talking all that shit. Anyway. And one. All right, people. <laughs> Hate to bring it down, but this is a downer, man. R.I.P., one of the best dudes that ever did it, whether you're a guard forward or a center. R.I.P. Kobe Bryant and his lovely daughter. Gianna, who was 13, who died in that crash, man. You know that uh, the UConn basically put her jersey mm-hmm. as a memorial mm-hmm. because I think that, you know, yeah. she was going to be accelerated to UConn, man. But even if she wasn't, that was pretty dope, man. Yeah. Man, you know what, man? Let's just open this up, man. Like, what really happened in this thing, man? I, we heard so many conflicted stories right now. Yeah. We heard there was a fog. We've heard there was an error by the pilot. The pilot had lost communication with the tower he was supposed to be radioing with. You know what I heard, man? I heard uh, Dr. Umar come on. Oh, God. And, you know, <laughs> now, I'm cool with a good conspiracy theory like nah. the next man. Nah. But at the same time, man, nah. it's a little bit too early. Like, let, nah. let the morning come nah. out. Let, nah. let her... Let let the wife say something. No. Let the wife no, do no, an Instagram no, post. You want to why? You put a whole no, conspiracy no. theory on. Yeah, I'm man. not trying to hear anything this dude got to say until he fixed that mold problem in his school. I'm sorry. So did he so, ever get that? So no, ain't up yet. No, no, it ain't. No, it's been about no, five, six no. years. No, yeah, he got a whole building, he, but he, he ain't got, did nothing with it. He yet. got the buildings like three years ago, and it still has mold in it. Let that set in. <laughs> hey, you, you know what? House you know what they said ago. about when Umar talked about that conspiracy theory? You know what he said? He said that shit outside because his family didn't want to hear that shit in the house. They told him to go outside with that. They told him to go outside with that dumb shit. That is terrible. I wish yeah. it was true, man. Yeah, that, like, you know, he I'm sorry. In like three years, the three of us could have did that with our own budget of bleach. <laughs> we could have at least got rid of the mold. We could have right. had a at Dollar least. Tree expense account. At right. least. We but talking the, about bare minimum. But the point is, is that we're saying is, is that the, despite what have happened in this moment, there was a big amount of error that occurred within the pilot, within the tower. We don't know what was happening inside the tower. There was talk, people talking about maybe Kobe would have struck him to keep going, even though there's a full fog. Or maybe it's the pilot's discretion to say, well, I can get through this. You know, it's nothing. I've done this so many times. Now, see, I ain't really down with conspiracy theory, but I'm, I'm going to give you this, though. There's a couple of things inside of that that ain't quite right. Like they can't find no black box. Well, address technically if there was a privately owned job, but you don't necessarily have to have one. That's okay, why. so we gonna bookmark that one? Yes, you don't necessarily okay. have to have one. So I got another one for y'all. Okay. What's up with this whole fall and falling out the sky? Like, are we talking about it was too much fall and you ran into a mountain? Or are we talking about it's too much fall and apparently the fall messed up the propellers? Are we saying that one of the engines went out? I'm not touching that one. Because at the same time, like, yeah, all I'm saying, I don't know the answer to either, but all I'm saying that's is a different, that's there's, a, there's a lot of reasonable doubt here, and I ain't trying to be on a conspiracy theory with nobody, but at the same time, it does make you wonder, like, how could a helicopter fall out the sky, and we're talking about fall? I know two things about California. One, they weather change like that. Yes, it does. Two mountains. But it don't rain in sun. Why? Now he could have clipped. <laughs> now either he could have clipped something aside of a mountain already, or something. 
Now, did they ever say that he might have clipped the side of the mountain? Because what I keep hearing is he was in the sky. It was too much fall. Couldn't see. All of a sudden, engine fell, rotor failure, tailspin, hit the ground, burst into flames. That's what I'm hearing. I'm not hearing anything about a mountain. Right. Even though they were in the mountains in Calabasas. Right. So, mm-hmm. I just want to know, like, I want to know the details, you know what I'm saying? And I keep hearing certain things from one person, other yeah. things from the Well, person. at this moment, we don't have, they're only telling us what we know so far, but we haven't got all the information yet. Even the, the actual helicopters. Well, the helicopter, they said they bought from Chicago, so it was actually from here that he, what Kobe Bryant bought. This is his privately owned chopper. But, you know, they keep showing Kobe Bryant Mamba helicopter. And then they show the actual helicopter that they saying that uh, State of Illinois on. Yeah. So it's it's like they're it's almost like they're putting reasonable doubt in the game. You know what I'm saying? They put a lot of reasonable doubt in the game. And you know something that I do want to touch on, man. I want to know what y'all feel about this. How y'all feel about TMZ breaking the story before they alerted Kobe's family? I think it's. Y'all think that was bogus? I think. There's no yes or no. Yeah. I think it was bogus. But at the same time, I can't fault TMZ for TMZ. Right. Doing their job. The thing is, the thing is, the thing is about what TMZ is, they're supposed to report these things. Now, should they have done their due diligence and informed the family that this is what happened? Is that to say that's their responsibility to do so? Their job is to report the news, as they any other news outlet would have done. It's unfortunate. That's the business you're in. You gotta be the first one to report the story. Now, unfortunately, it's a tragedy that's happened. It's a tragedy that they had that the family had to find out through TMZ when the rest of the world found out. It's unfortunate, yeah. But what were you expecting to really do with this? I'm gonna have to agree with y'all because I'm in the world of journalism every single day. And when a story breaks, whoever gets there first is the one that's gonna report it. I wish it was like a a Hippocratic oath or a moral code where, you know, something tragic happens, everybody alerts the family. But when you're in the business of journalism, it's it's the first one to report, it's the first one that gets the edge. And that's what TMZ did. So at the same time, I know everybody's trying to persecute TMZ, but you can't really persecute a person for doing their job. TMZ. Yeah, they they was right. TMZ. That that's what it means. They was out there TMZ. What's TMZ mean? Well, white niggas sitting like that. They was TMZ. So you can't really get mad at that, even though you want to get mad at that. Now I got something else, man. I, I want to holler y'all about, man. Good. I I found this to be disrespectful. Have y'all noticed all of the, I don't know if y'all, y'all might have, you might not have. There's been a lot of jokes about the death of Kobe. But there's been something that I don't know if y'all noticed. It's seeming like all the jokes are coming from predominantly white people about the death of him. I even seen a meme where they had the burnt body of Kobe Bryant. And they had this thing that said, uh, Kobe Bryant touched a lot of people's lives Some with consent And they had him uh, Dunking and then they had the burnt up body I feel like Even with this Kobe situation 
It's showing a lot of racism, a lot of underlining, underbelly of racism that America still has and how they're quick to come down or quick to jump off the bandwagon of a black legend as soon as they get the chance. Mm -hmm. How y'all feeling about that? You go ahead, go ahead, address that shit. I think that's... I want to be mad, but just like with TMZ, TMZ, I can't get mad at white people for white people. I can't, (laughs) man. I can't. It's just like we've seen it too many times, man. We've seen it with... Name any three black celebrities. We're witnessing it right now with with Terry Crews. Oh, yeah, Terry Crews. Right now. (laughs) This is happening right now. People are flipping... Like, well, he not getting dragged by white people. He got dragged right. by black people. people. For right. white people. Right. Because <laughs> Terry Crews is right. white people. He, he's, getting, he's getting dragged. And soon as he ain't cool no more, all the white friends he got. Oh, they gone. <laughs> they gone turn on They can't make a profit. Because right. you know people, people don't like switch anymore. You know what's going to happen? What's going right. to happen with Terry Crews? Terry Crews is going to have a sense of conscience for about five seconds. And he's going to say something. But when he says something, all those white Hollywood execs, all those people that was behind them, even some of the Me Too type of, I ain't gonna say the people, but the movement, the energy, all that is gonna go to the wayside. And then it's gonna come up and they're gonna try to destroy you. Because they right. do that all the time. Right. You know what? Oprah stopped doing that documentary because she know that if she keeps on alienating all black people, it's only a matter of time mm-hmm. before some come out. And sure enough, when she kept going so far and alienating them on that other side, they start talking about that um, Brazilian preacher, a Brazilian pastor. Yeah, that, that she endorsed. Yeah, that was a pedophile. Yeah. So they were setting them up, setting her up to be crucified, and all the black people was fading away. And immediately she stopped. She stopped that Russell Simmons thing. She knew it was coming. She knew she was yeah. about to get. They about to stab her right in the back. But I tend to agree with what Reggie said, though, because, you know, it, it shows what's already there. If we already know that white people be white people in, in situations like this. This country is built on racism. Bro. Like, let's go ahead and break down this right now, their biggest weapon that they use. They brought back a 12-year, almost a 12-year-old a sexual assault charge that was brought on Kobe Bryant. Now, we all remember the story, unfortunately. The the young 19-year-old hotel, hotel worker that he apparently sexually assaulted or raped. Which allegedly. We, allegedly. Duh. Well, actually, it's... Because we journalists. Yes, we're journalists. Uh, allegedly I'm not. Raped. I'm not a journalist. They <laughs> allegedly raped. Well, uh, here's the issue that... You got a podcast. Maybe you're a journalist. That's fine. <laughs> so everybody's saying now everybody's been, going, everybody's been going on social media and saying, oh, he's a rapist. Let's not forget he's a rapist. So he used to sexually assault a young girl. We need to stop pretending like this. The man's body ain't been dead for like a couple of hours and they were already trying to bring this up. So let's go ahead and make this perfectly clear. Kobe Bryant was never convicted of any sexual assault, okay? The case got this. Case sexually assault a hoe. Because <laughs> she was hoeing. She was hoeing. Because <laughs> how do you, according to her words and her testimony, how do you get raped and then go and immediately go have sex with another person that same night? I'm going to tell you something. According, that's according, that's according to DNA evidence, she had a busy night. She had yeah. a busy ass night right. according to them draws, bro. <laughs> right. And then something that they unlocked was the fact that uh, it was about a week afterwards, she was at a party. What? And she was bragging about the fact of how she liked it, how... She made a freestyle rap about it. 
know. You better free. No, what? Let's just go ahead and cut to the chase. She wrote an open letter and admitted she over exaggerated the story. Mm, I so like that. Kobe hit it from the. She was out there. She was. Killing. She wrote a letter. So okay. Mm-hmm. So y'all can get done with trying to throw this whole Kobe sexually assaulted her or Kobe raped her. She already admits she lied about the story. I'm, so I'm y'all pretty get sure if he actually did, I'm, I'm sure it would have been part of that 16 she spit. <laughs> right. But that never happened. So let's although, go ahead and get off although, that. Although she did sign a non-disclosure agreement and that's the only reason that kept her from writing a book. Well, that's a, well making some more profit off that situation. Exactly. But well, see, that's the thing. Well, that's the thing, though. A non-disclosure agreement had to have been done because even if it wasn't a rape, there's probably some shit about you telling about me that I don't want you telling nobody. The so, only thing I wish in that situation, though, I wish that Kobe would have handled it like Derrick Rose handled his. Do you remember when uh, that girl tried to yeah. get Derrick Rose people to sexually assault him? Derrick Rose, instead of getting defensive, he got offensive. He got proactive. Right. He, he had sued. all his information. He's like, look, and, I got sue her for defamation. I of am character. about. To and when sue. she did that, yeah. she backed the hell off because she knows she ain't got money yeah, for this. Yeah, because some stakes. He what? sued her for defamation of character and uh, malicious prosecution. Oh yep. gosh, she backed off so damn and fast. Mm-hmm. Now, I wish Kobe would have did that because she was she was in the wrong. She was a hoe. She was hoeing. Right. And she, you know, was trying to extort and get a couple of dollars out. Mm-hmm. Right. She even bragged about how what she was gonna buy before the case civil suit even got dropped. She was already bragging about, oh, I'm going to get a record studio. I might even buy a koala. I'm like, a koala? A koala? See, this is, what, this is what white people think. And the thing about this is, man, this is kind of tragic because we're talking about a rape case when we should be talking about a man's legacy. But this is what they're trying to use to dirty up his name even after he just died, which is and, unfortunate. And, and, and we got to be cautious about that. I see you ringing one. We got to be cautious about that, man, because, you know, we do that all the time, man. Anytime that a black entertainer gets a legacy, here comes the bandwagon of fire-breathing dragons to try to tarnish it and blow it and fire it down. And And here we go again. And that's why I have to say, as far as black people, no matter what the situation is, we need to really stop allowing media to dictate how we govern or how we look at people of our stat higher up in stature that are our skin tone. Yeah. We need to stop allowing that. I don't care what they did, you let us handle it. You let us determine how we dictate this. You don't get the right to tell us. So for anybody, any person, I, I almost go as far as, okay, Kobe Bryant, you know, maybe he did or didn't do it. Let's say if he didn't do it. That ain't none of your fucking business. That's us. Let us handle that. You worry about your Harvey Weinsteins and your Jeff Bezos and your Roman Polanskis that you're letting walk right now. And all of the Hollywood Zacks and Fortune 500 companies. Uh, Let your long, long history of raping and pillaging handle that yourself. Let us handle our culture. But you know something that I do like what's happening? You can see the genuine response of Kobe's legacy by just looking at how the players reacted when they got mm-hmm. Yeah. Because they weren't buying that shit at all. They don't care. I mean, you, I don't know if y'all saw this. Uh, Doc Rivers. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. That was the that The way one. that he reacted towards Doc Rivers, T-Mac, Shaq. Shaq. 
I've never oh, seen. Shaq is so broken up. I've never seen. Shaq is still currently yeah. fucked up. Yeah, he, right, he, he, lost lost, he lost his brother. brother he lost his sister. Oh, that's right. And then losing Kobe, not not that far apart from each other. And the fact that you're never... See, I think what really hit Shaq more on this one was the fact that he said the last time he talked to really talked to Kobe was that 60-point finale game we had, that last game of the season. And then I think about it, that was four years ago. So you mean to tell me that you've gone four years without talking to this man? But you know what I think was going on with that man? You know how like you have a family member, y'all close, y'all real close, but y'all just don't talk. Right. And I could see that because even though they ain't talk, Kobe was in contact with Shaq's kids. Yes, yeah. uh, Shaq, kid, Shaq was in contact with Kobe's little girl. So, you know, I don't think a lot of times you got to be family and talking all the time. Sometimes the most close family is when y'all don't talk. When y'all come together, it's just like it never ended. So I, right. I believe it was genuine. I don't believe just because they ain't talked for four years. That I mean, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not knocking him for that. I'm not knocking him for the fact that it was that long. But it's just, I can get that because that emotion hit him. Like, damn, I should have spent more time talking to him. I wish I'd have kept time contacting him. And you can tell that he took that for granted a little bit. And now yeah. when Kobe was gone, now that Kobe's gone, it's like, why the hell didn't I just act like the first damn time? That's you can see that in his face right now. This is the number one rule. Don't forget, in order to survive, you gotta learn to live with regrets. You know, said that Jay Z. I think that? that's what's happening with the boy Shaq right now. Man. What was you gonna say? I was gonna relate it to um, the sit down that Shaq and Kobe had. You talking about? When yeah, they I saw that. And they were talking about you know training in the off season. And Shaq said openly, you know, I don't need to worry about dunk and I don't have to worry about training and the offseason and staying in shape because I got you. So he took Kobe for granted in that sense. Mm-hmm. And like now, you know, he haven't been communicating with Kobe, you know, as as much up until his death. Because again, he probably took that time for granted. Right. And now it's gone. And you see the so visible hurt going, in him. Going through it all over again. That's that's just a whole lot of guilt. Like that, he, that feels like guilt. That don't just feel like the morning. Right. That feels like guilt that you're seeing out of. Uh, and I'm not. I'm gonna be honest with y'all, and I'm gonna be real per- perfectly honest with you. I wrote this on the status earlier. Kobe, there's only two players I've ever idolized in my entire life. One of them was Michael Jordan, and the other one was Kobe Bryant. And I'm not gonna lie to you. Hearing that death, seeing how that happened, it rattles you. It was surreal. It was like you could not believe it. It was surreal. You still trying to process whether or not this is real or not. Because you didn't think of all people it wouldn't happen to Kobe. I found myself going, what? Like it's still hard to process. Yeah. You thinking, oh, you been seeing a news article about Kobe Bryant showing up at this one game. You're not going to see no more of that no more. And it's kind of really hard to process. Because it's something about Kobe that makes you say, this just should, this This not feel right. This shouldn't have happened. Right, this is like a, a glitch in the matrix. Like how it felt like a glitch in the matrix. That's yeah. what it do, and and it's hard to process. It's hard to accept, but not in like a a morning way, but like a logical way, because it just doesn't seem right. You don't know exactly why this is happening, and why did it happen to him? You expect that to all you can name. 10,000 people on the list, and I bet you Kobe would be the, on the bottom part of that list. 9,999. 
well, 9,747. Right. You'd probably be the last one. He'd probably be one of the last you ever expect, but mm-hmm. it's unfortunate. I got a question for y'all, man. What's up? What y'all think about them changing the NBA logo? What you think that's going to be? You, you, you oh, want right. to take the, you had a bit What's more of a context with that one. I was a little indifferent about it. Here's my issue with it. I, here's my issue with changing it. It's the reason. If we change it to Kobe mm-hmm. because he passed away, then we're definitely changing it well, to Mike Jordan when Mike goes. Right. And if we change it to Mike when Mike goes, we damn sure changing it when LeBron passes out, passes over in the next hundred years or so. That's how like, all of us be gone. That's how right. like if you at Chipotle and you say, come on, give me a little more chicken. I can't eat a little more chicken because if I can eat a little bit more, I'm going to have to give that person a little bit more. <laughs> <laughs> but that's, that's a one hand. I just, I, I, I think that it's going to, is if we change it for this reason, it's going to constantly change. Mm-hmm. On the other hand, this conversation about changing the logo is decades old. Like, you ever think they should have changed it? They no. should have been in Chancellor. No. Uh, I, I agree with you with that. I want it no. just to stay classic. I, I'd rather deal with that. Yeah. Just I'd rather deal. I'd, I'd rather there deal. Are so... I'd rather address the number of black-owned teams first. Okay. Damn the logo. The symbol. I need, a, I need Rick Ross them to buy the Orlando Magic. But why won't they? <laughs> give, me, give me one good reason why they won't. Why they won't change the logo? No, yeah. why they won't. Yours, yours, no, 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 not, not the logo. Because you, you hit on something much bigger than a damn logo. Right. Why won't Rick Ross, uh, what's somebody else? Nas. Nas. Uh, give me somebody. Jay was like the closest one. Dame Dash. All of them. Why won't they come together and buy Oklahoma City? Cleveland Cavaliers. Orlando. Why won't they come together and do that? My only theory that points in the direction of making sense is, at the end of the day, the, the owners have to agree to sell. And you know what you're saying when you say that, bro? What? Cash ain't shit without no power behind it. And even though they might be cash good, as far as power and this word that I want my black people to start using, it's called nepotism. That don't necessarily mean it got to be your family, but somebody close to you that knows you, that's in your inner circle. That's nepotism right there. These black uh, uh, actors, rappers, and all this type of stuff, they're not in with the in crowd. They're just the in crowd's playboys. And I don't mean like in a gay way, but there's some of that shit going on too. But I mean in a way where they're the jokers. They're the, what do you call the person in medieval times that entertain the kids? They're the court gestures. And you pay the court jester handsomely, and the court jester lives in a nice house, and he's able to access a lot of things, and he's able to have the illusion of power because he goes around the commoners and he's on a higher status. But at the same time, the court jester knows the court jester's place. Right. I don't think they're well, going to let him go to high. Uh, I, I agree to a point, but I, I also think the, the response to that is just maybe it's too simple for for a lot of people to believe whether we whether yeah whether we want to recognize it or not 
and uh, sports franchises build generational wealth. Yes. So, regardless of my skin color, why would I sell this thing that's building me generational wealth? Why? Why would you put it outside the family? Right. right. Why would and that's I? why you see a lot of owners <laughs> refusing to sell. That's, 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 that's why I don't get mad at them. I don't, I don't, I don't to the get Knicks. mad at them either. <laughs> right. For dear life. Like, we've been fighting for years in Chicago. In Chicago, we've been fighting for years for the Reinsdorf family to sell the Bulls and the White Sox, and they even do that for what? They're going to sell it to Reinsdorf Jr. That's why. For what? For what? This team is making generational wealth. That's gonna last them for God knows how long. Why? You know, even speaking with the Kobe and what we just got on, man, you kind of bringing up a, a bigger topic right now because we was talking about a little racism with this Kobe situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, even though it's bringing up the racism in the side, the U.S. and everything like that, you gotta understand if you're gonna sell a team, why would you give away your bargaining chip towards life by selling to black people? Now, I'm not saying, I'm on the side of, and I said, I, I remember hearing Dame Dad say this, and it was, sometimes you look at your adversary or somebody you're going up against, and if they make a good move, it's just a good move. And when I look at the moves that these white owners make with their teams, I don't get mad, I get observant. Because they're making the necessary move in order to keep that money in their families. Mm-hmm. So that is rule number one of life, self-preservation. So if this is their gym, how can you get mad at them mm-hmm. for not wanting to include you exactly. inside of their gym? Right. Now, I'm not saying that it's right, but I'm saying it's survival. That's how, you, that's how people survive. The only way for us to survive is to create something of our own because this is the thing. Y'all might have seen this meme a lot. Y'all ever seen a meme where it's a group of white old men symbolizing a lot of wealth? And they're sitting at a table, and on the table, there are black people, but they're bent over, and they got a table on their backs. Right. Mm-hmm. And it basically says, when you get up, the whole table flips over. Mm-hmm. So, I don't understand sometimes, with all the, the bargaining chips we have, because we are the entertainment, and nobody really want to see 24, 12, 22 white men out there running go routes or dunking the ball right now. You know, that's going to take about 50 years to get used to. Right. Oh, so, no, man. Uh, 17 uh, John Barry's on the LA Lakers. There's this team in Texas. <laughs> <laughs> there's the experiments happening right now. Man. Five Caruso's from the Lakers. Busting ass. All, all I know, <laughs> look, all I know is. It's Howard experiment. All is I know happening. is if. Um, in two years, if the Dallas Mavericks get a hold of uh, Larry Markin, <laughs> I, it may not be on purpose, but Mark Cuban is making the NBA white again. No, I, think, I think we saw that shift, man, because everybody looked at the... What the hell going on with the Dallas Mavericks? <laughs> <laughs> this, this it's like... Cause all, uh, all, 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 oh, all the Because Luke over there cooking. Crystal. <laughs> <laughs> Man, Mark Cuban, Mark Cuban is trying to pull, <laughs> Mark Cuban is trying to pull the experiment of having the first all-white team win an I'm NBA championship. About, I'm talking about 
Nigga, man. They gonna put Mark. He not a. Uh, he not actually white, but he's Spanish white. They gonna put what's that dude? Abreu. Mm-hmm. He's the white little guy. They don't want no oh, black man. people on this squad. Look, basically, that's what they say. They don't want no be, black people. None. They gonna have a color sign on the locker room. Aryan <laughs> superiority belongs in the Dallas Mavericks right now. All I know is you're going to go to a Dallas Mavericks game one season and you ain't going to get a fried nothing. <laughs> you, gonna get a, you, gonna get, you ain't, you ain't going to get a Chipotle, you'll get a Huevo. You're going to get a pepper salad. <laughs> some potatoes. Hey, hey, yo, we got to go to a Dallas game. <laughs> we got to go to a Mavericks game and eat hummus. You ain't going to get no actual Texas barbecue right now. You're going to get a roast beef hummus, my nigga. You ain't going to get Italian beef. You're going to get a roast beef sandwich <laughs> with pumpernickel. But the thing is, is that we also don't think it's... Side hummus. Side hummus. Hashtag. Hummus. Hashtag. Okay. It's got that hummus don't come out, bro. All right, use my silk scarf to wipe it off, okay? Bro, somebody Hashtag give me some Hashtag courtside hummus. Somebody give me some Louis Vuitton to wipe this hummus off. But the point is, I think it's starting to get to that. It's starting to get to that point because, I mean, isn't that what the big three is supposed to be trying to start to start off? Big three got the right idea, but, you know, there are there are some flaws to it. But it's a, it's a start. It's like I said, it's starting the conversation. I, I wish I could agree 100%, but, you know, Ice Cube doing that same format that everybody else did, man. You know, be the figurehead, but then you look into it and find out it's four, five white owners. Because that's the same setup of the big three. Big three got three, four, five Jewish owners that are the majority owners. And I'm not saying that uh, he got more claim than Jay-Z had with the Nets. Because, you know, Jay-Z had boy, like one, 91%. He got more claim than that. I, I agree, but the, 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 the door has been open right. for, for all like black idea. It's, right. it's It's I been like open. Right. It's to, but unfortunately... <laughs> they got LeVar Ball leave the fuck about it. Right. <laughs> ain't waste time. I got one more theory and then we're going to move on to something They got him the fuck How about out this? Here. We talking about the big three. We talking about creating our own. Mm. How about this? What about if all these AAU top flight players, which are predominantly black, what about instead of saying, look, we going to go to North Carolina, Duke, uh, UConn. Go uh, to HBCU. Yeah, we go to... Jackson State University. Mm-hmm. We go to Southern University, Lincoln University, Wilberforce University. I'm a name so y'all understand. Wilberforce, Central, uh, Harrison Stowe, Morgan State, Howard University, North Carolina A&T, not North Carolina State, North Carolina A&T. The one from Drumline. All that, man. Morris Brown was an actual uh, HBCU. All these different colleges, Clark Atlanta. What about if we just started to send our top flight gifted black kids mm. to these. You know what we need though? Money. Money. <laughs> because we gonna have to fix up these facilities at these HBCUs and we gonna have to have something that's gonna breeze up the pockets. Yes. Yeah, because need, you need two yeah. things. You need money and you need exposure. Speaking of a formal ball play, y'all might not know this. Like when I came out, and I'm not bragging, but I'm just giving you a prime example. When I came out of high school, I was um, top five in my division. Uh, I was all city, and I made the all star game. I talk your shit. Yeah, I made the all star game. And the city of Chicago, <laughs> the city of Chicago, talk your too. shit. So I went to different types of you know recruitment processes. I went to uh, the Illinois States, and I went to the Greenville colleges from Division One to Division Three. But the one thing that made me say I want to go to the University of Minnesota is when I got there, I saw all these big old. 
coliseum type stadiums. I saw this mm -hmm. campus that was two cities big. I looked at the dormitories. Oh my God, this state of the art. I'm looking at all of this stuff and not even making sure that the coaches is gonna treat me right or I'm actually gonna be able to play in Big Ten football. So a lot of times, them basketball players and football black players be coming in there, they get involved with the glitz and the glamours, probably single mothers, so they ain't got no daddy that's got that objective, no, brother, you can't do this on their hands. And they getting caught in the matrix. Yeah, because black people are upset. I can't fault them for that. Well, because no, black people have it's, a it's little like bit. A, it's, it's, a, it's objective observation. Let's be realistic here. I don't fault them for it. We as black people have a bit of an affinity for excess at a lot of times. We like glitz and glamour shit. There's a, there was an old school documentary that did this about, about the Negro and how you put fancy clothes in front of the Negro. This is what they want. They will do what it takes to get it. Mm. But you can't. So that's what I'm saying. They have taught us that excess means success. That means you gotta have the glitziest, glamorous shit in order to be successful. So you have to be a part of the glitziest, glamorous shit. This is where you get your University of Minnesota. This is where you get your Duke Universities. This is where you get your North Carolinas. Nobody's going to Grambling State or Bowling Green or anywhere else. Because they don't look at that as glamorous. One, they don't look at that as glamorous. Two, you don't see that often on TV. I don't body slam me for saying Bowling Green. I was with you. I was, I was here. You wouldn't be going with those 30 I seconds without. I was here. I was like, yes. All right. You said Bowling Green, bro. I went like three 30 seconds in. And while Pow, I bro. I said, well, okay. I'm talking about the Grambling States. The Texas A&M's. Nah, sorry, not Texas A&M's. See? North Carolina there are certain schools, okay? <laughs> Morehouse, okay? Morehouse, that. Just stop right there. Morehouse actually got a basketball team. Hold on, they got a basketball team. There's nobody plays for them. Yes, yes, yes. I, I understand, because a lot of times, I'll sum it up with about seven words. They think the white man's ice is colder, okay? So the North Carolina's ice looks colder than the Grand States. But what they don't understand is, if you build it, they will come. So if you would have somebody Field like a, Field of Dreams, bro. It's, it's a lot of knowledge in some of these movies. If you would have somebody as influential as LeBron James just said, instead of going to uh, the NBA, I'm going to go to Jackson State University. Now, the reason why I said LeBron James is because I don't care if he went to Olive Harvey Community College, everybody knew when LeBron James was ready to go to the NBA, he was going to be the number one pick, no matter what he did. If you got somebody that is a surefire pick to do the NBA, and they decide to take their talents to a HBCU, let's say one of the, the better ones, like Powers, Power Universities, do you know how much buzz, and not only money it generates, but how much cultural buzz that that will generate for HBCUs? Because a lot of times, I only wanted to go to a school because I saw the football team or the basketball team as a young youth. Mm -hmm. That's the that's the thing that drove me. It wasn't about that. Yes. Real quick, but there's also a problem with that because now you're about to run into the same problem with the NCAA is going through right now. What's in it for the athlete going? Because right now, they ain't worried about they ain't worried about all the glitz and glamour. They talk about some. I'm putting my life, I'm putting my body on the line to play for y'all. Oh. Where's the money at for me? I got it. Where's it? What's real, in it for real me? Real simple. It's two things. Number one, if you 
know how this NCAA work, their pockets gonna be greased already or they ain't coming. But the right. other thing is, insurance, my brother. Dumb top flight athletes that be coming out and they be going for another year in college when they say, I'm gonna come back to school. Uh, nine times out of 10, they get an insurance policy for their legs, for their arms. So if they break their legs, they get the same amount of money that they was gonna get being a first round draft pick. They do that all the time, man. Shit, Tina Turner put out uh, insurance on her legs. You know, when she was performing so that if she broke her leg, she was known for legs, that she would get a certain amount of money. And we talking about tens of millions of dollars. So you can insure yourself for the money, you gonna get your pockets greased, because when I was in Minnesota, man, them niggas was coming in. It was a dude named, I ain't gonna put, I ain't gonna put him on blast. Mm -hmm. right, don't do that, don't dude, pull Chris Webber on this. This dude wasn't even a top flight four star, five star fullback. He was like two, two he was a two star uh, fullback from Tennessee. They gave this dude $20,000 to come in. So he was top five, like he was coming out of high school? No, no, no. So, no, no, he was more than me. He was more than me. He was more than me. I ain't gonna say he was more than me. But all I'm saying is, this dude, low, got $20,000. I was in, I came in with Lawrence Maroney and uh, Marion Barber. That was who was in my class when I came in. So I'm on my feet. I don't want to step on the names. <laughs> Thanks, sorry. Clear my bad. Clear my stars. <laughs> but all I'm saying is, you know, yeah, it's gonna have to take money. But the money that it'll take, Byron Alley keep on talking about all this goddamn money he got. All the money that it take to recruit one of these dudes, so put your money into a HBCU that can bring one of these dudes in here. The buzz, the culture, the, the pendulum shift from the Kentucky states, not the Kentucky states, the Kentuckys, the North Carolinas, the Kansases, that pendulum shift, man, it's well worth it, man. I don't understand why we don't just go there. We gotta move the silence. Well, maybe that's what Kobe was trying to start off with someone like that, the mama, the like mama mentality, the mama academy. I think that's what it really kind of like started Ooh, to build I'm to. I'm glad you said academy because yeah. mentality. Yeah. The mama, the mom, yeah, the mentality. Now, Jeez. Kobe's mentality. <laughs> Hold on, Kobe's mentality is crazy. <laughs> you know what? But here's the thing, though, about Kobe. Lunatic. But here's the thing, though. There's a type of ruthlessness that he played. It was a type of ruthlessness he had that you need that in order to be successful. It was almost like it was excessive that you wanted to be that successful. He was but, a Virgo. He had that. He had that Virgo. Don't, don't look at me, nigga. No, 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 I was Virgo. I was like that. But the Virgos, if if you got that killer instinct already, that Virgo shit comes in where now you put your attention to detail on every single thing you do in order to execute. That killing instinct. He was a Virgo to the utmost. He, I, I believe, I believe Kobe was undiagnosed OCD, probably, because him talking about I got to take off two centimeter step before I do my layup. Mm -hmm. Man, come on, man. That's, we even this is a, <laughs> that's now, a, that's a DSM for diagnosis. Now you remember the story that Allen Iverson, Allen Iverson made a story about it on his Instagram when he talked about him. I think this this rookie year and he played Kobe and he's playing the Lakers. So he flew in and Kobe picked him up from the airport and they went out to dinner. So they went out to dinner after the dinner was over with, he was like, Kobe asked him, so what are you doing after this? Hey, I was like, man, I'm gonna go to the club. I'm in LA. What you gonna do? Kobe was like, 
gonna go to the gym. I'm gonna go to the club. He's like, what are you gonna do? I'm gonna go to the gym. He's like, you going to the gym? Yeah, we got a game tomorrow. I gotta get ready. Work. He came to work. Kobe was the type of dude the season be over with, and less than three days later was back on the court. I heard Getting a story about Allen Iverson and Kobe Bryant. I heard a story from Steve Stout on Breakfast Club when uh, Steve Stout said that uh, Kobe was getting ready to uh, play Allen Iverson and he didn't want to get his, he didn't want nobody, he didn't want Allen to bust him up basically, long story short. So what he did, he got about five New York point guards, lined them up in the gym and try and let them try to cross him up. And Steve Stout was saying how these were the best street ballers, the hot sauces, the professor type street ballers, you know, the and one type street ballers. He said that Kobe lined them dudes up, ripped them, next, get out of here. Do-do, next, get out of here. And he did that up until the game. And Kobe was one of the only dudes that could have success against Allen Iverson. When Allen Iverson was in this league in his prime, Allen Iverson was damn near untouchable. Six foot, I don't even think he was six foot. I think he was probably five ten. Six foot shoes, man. Well, Tyrone did kick his ass a little bit, though. A little bit. Do I you said. remember that? Do you remember? I know the step over. I mean, <laughs> he did that step over because he was frustrated with Tyron Lue. Tyron, you think Tyron got the you say, I said a little bit. Did you say look? I said a little bit. All right, all right. As a hooper, let me explain to you what happened with Allen <laughs> and Tyron. Wait a minute. So if he's a hooper, what are you? Because <laughs> that's what he said. That's a hooper. That's what he said. No, no, no. no, no. As a hooper. Like, 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 yeah, like, I'm not a hooper. I ain't got no problem. I can hoop. In, in, in comparison, let's not have that conversation. Look, it's basically if you play pickup and you have somebody wet handles and you have your best defender is significantly taller than him. You pick a poison. Because if I put the best defender on him, if he beats the best defender, we scorch. Mm -hmm. But if you have somebody who can at least keep up with him size-wise and have that best defender help, that's how Tyron Lue dealt with Allen Iverson. Your job is to just stay in front of him. Right. That's it. If he get past you, which he will, because he's Allen Iverson. And he had good wing help around this time. Exactly. Right. The wing, don't worry, wing help got you. All you gotta do, all you gotta do is just stay in front of him, keep him off the three. Mm -hmm. Tyron Lue wanted to try and get some points. (laughs) And that's it got off his job. And that's what problem. That's and, 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 and kept the Lakers. On the floor. He, he tried to get himself. He tried to get himself. perfect playoffs. And that's why I hate Tyron Lue to this day. <laughs> I still see a nigga with the braids sitting on the floor. That, I can I'm never just, get that out. I'm just like, you had he one tried, job. He tried. He tried, though. You had one job. He got antsy. You was going to get a ring regardless. He, was, he got antsy. <laughs> I guess he was trying to fatten up his next check. I don't know. And you going to get a ring regardless. But, but speaking on the Lakers, man, you know, just this. A little bit back to this Kobe thing, man. I got one quick question, man. It's a real question, man. But all this stuff going on with Kobe Bryant, the RIP, man. These people, these journalists coming out trying to, you know, maliciously bring down his That's what man. they do. That's what they do. But do you think that after all this is said and done, all this stuff they trying to do to Kobe, 
Do you think this is going to affect this election? Not at all. No. You don't think so? No. Now, no. Uh, let, Go ahead. Kobe Bryant's legacy as a basketball great is not to be debated. No. <laughs> it is. It's in there. You're not, not going to change that no it matter what controversy you try to dig up. Especially in Laker Nation. Right. <laughs> He's going to have a statue Wait. very soon. So, so you don't think it's going to be a surviving Kobe Bryant in two years? No. <laughs> like, no. If, if you it, said, you I'll said say this. His, his basketball legacy is sketching right. something. So what's the other thing that they can come So here's the thing. They're going to come out of something. Well, here's the thing, they though. They're going to put all the great. I, I'm, I'm sure, I'm sure they're going to. I'm sure the attempt is going to be. They come. Well, you know what? <laughs> something. But, nah. Uh, if like, you want to ignore 20 years of putting in work in the league over just some controversy, I didn't, you know what, good luck. Kobe Bryant uh, bring on me in an elevator. Good luck. I would say no. good luck. It's not, but you know what? Real quick, no. before we before we move on, real quick, but that also brings one question I do have to ask. And this is from a quote from Eddie Griffin. I've always remembered this quote. A black man can never leave this earth clean. And he did. And because there's always something that somebody got to dig up about you. He, and he didn't. I'm, and glad, he didn't I'm th- glad they put an asterisk on Kobe that we all know that Kobe didn't do. Right. So at least, okay, he unclean. Right. <laughs> there's always that little bit of a... Yeah. yeah. Right. So my question would be is, when is that ever going to be a situation? It's not because there, there are no perfect people. As long as you got white people. There are no perfect people. As long as you got haters. As long as you got people that want to tear you down. And It's always going to be the same. And I like. And, and But the emphasis seems to be more towards black men of stature. Like we will always remember a black men of stature will say, well, they did some fucked up shit before. Yeah. They'll always remember that. So? And it's always more emphasized that more than any other race, though. And the greatest thing that you can do to a person is not to give them money, not to give them a house, but it is to inspire their minds. The worst thing you can do is to sully their reputation. So anything they ever did great will be diminished in the minds of the people that's coming up wanting to do something as great as them. Grab a Bill Cosby. And so what I feel like they do. Uh, we even know he did. Uh, Come on, man. We still ain't. We still on Bill Cosby, man. It's reasonable uh, doubt. Look, Bill Cosby did not rape 57 women. He didn't even have that in his schedule to be able to rape 57 women. That is a lot of rape. That's a lot of forced contact. That's a lot of rape. That's a lot of rape. You know, you ever touched a woman booty in a club that didn't want it? Don't you feel a little remorseful? Yeah, he raped people 57. I never done it either. I mean, he raped people 57. I think I did at Markham Skating Rink. Were you at least underage? Yeah, I was 14. Okay. Did, you you was living on the west. Are y'all west side? What up? What up? What up? What up? We west side niggas. <laughs> yeah, we so y'all, y'all went in Markham, huh? Y'all didn't go to Markham Skating Rink. No, we were west side. Y'all was west side. What about Rainbow? We was at the circle, niggas. <laughs> the circle? Yeah, we was at the circle. The hell is the circle? Yeah, you might want to move on that this. No, no, you might want to move on. No, y'all move on, bro. We on the south side right now. Y'all take that you west side. Bro? 
Hey man, hey man, y'all stop west side no. You got it, bro. Hey man, y'all stop west side. You got it. Hey nigga, you found your way to Go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead and continue with your Louis C.K. story. Go ahead. Go ahead. Man, I was 14, man. She was 30. I don't know how old she was. I think she was a chaperone. I'm glad. I'm glad you brought that number. And I saw it. Let's see if it correlates to the number of years you finna get on probation. I was 14, I did what I had to do. Oh man, we was talking that long, man. We done ran out of time on y'all, man. Yeah. But you know, we like to thank everybody for uh, sitting here, man, listening to us, man, spit that talk, man. We like to thank the brother, Reggie Price, coming in, man, dropping his support. Could be wrong, but I doubt it, man. City P, you got anything to say, people? As always, we appreciate all y'all tuning in. It's been a long one, but we glad y'all tuned in. We had a good time talking about it. And again, rest in peace to Kobe Bryant, man. Gone too soon, 41 years old. R.I.P. Kobe. R.I.P. Gianni. 13 and years all old. The people that was on that television. Yes, that's a tragedy, man. And like we always say, man, 